Hello, and welcome to Amen Podcast, where we preach the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to everyday life. We are supported by listeners like you, so if you'd like to donate, please go to amenpodcast.com. I'm Lokalani, your host, and today my husband Alex has titled his message, Happy. Yesterday, we got rid of the two TVs that we own, and our oldest son, Amos, loves TV, and one might even say that he was becoming addicted. Um, When we first told him, he was shocked for about 20 seconds, but once we explained why we were doing it and that having better integrity is important, he had the biggest smile on his face. Honestly, he was so joyful. I was the one who was left in shock, (laughs) Um, and it's because integrity. Um, we, Alex will talk more about this and how true happiness and integrity is, um, linked together. And so we're going to be looking at Psalms 119 verses one through eight. I'll read for us. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths. Mm -hmm. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. That's good. That's good. I love the first verse, joyful. This word joyful means happy or it means blessed or it means like deep, true happiness, okay? So how do we get that? Here it tells us, are people of integrity Mm -hmm. who follow the instructions of the Lord. It says, joyful are those who obey his laws. Now, the other day we had this surveyor come to our house and she was asking us these questions and we're like, this is not a good time. It's like the middle of dinner time. We cannot do it. I'm sorry. She comes back another time. My supervisor says, I have to talk to you about this. And I was like, okay, not a great time. Sorry, we have four kids. They're going crazy. She comes back a third time. This time I get mad and I go to my wife and I'm like, okay, what do I do with this lady? Like she just, she won't give up. Like she keeps going back, keeps going back. And so I talked to her one more time with the thought in mind that I'm going to tell her, listen, tell your supervisor, she needs to come down here and talk to me because I'm going to tell her no too. And she looks at me and she says, if you're just too busy, can you do it online? And I was like, fine, okay, we'll do it online. She gives me the access code. She looks at me and she goes, okay, I'm going to read it back to you. Three, seven, JC. And then she looked at me, she goes, JC. And she gets chicken skin all over her body. And I grabbed her arm and I could feel the goosebumps. And I I looked at her and I said, listen, you're running from God. And he's looking for you. C.S. Lewis calls him the bloodhound of heaven. And he loves you. And I was like, what church you go to? She goes, I don't go to church. I have been running. And I was like, well, listen to our podcast. And so she looked up the podcast and she's going to listen. But I went from being mad to having joy. Why? Integrity. For a Christian, integrity is knowing, be ready to give a reason for the hope that is in you at all times. Being a Christian is knowing this. I have a message that I've been made a part of and I need to share it. It says in verse two, joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with his whole heart with all their hearts. We will be joyful if we search for God with all of our heart. We don't search for God with all of our heart. We search for God with parts of our heart at part of the time. And that's why we don't have true happiness when we walk through life. Yesterday at the park, August lost me 
in this park, it's huge and it has these giant walls. It's dark. It's like this maze. He's searching, daddy, daddy, daddy. He's looking all over for me. And I have no idea how to get to him either. So I just stood there and waited for him to come to me. I just said, I'm right here. I'm right here. And he found me. And when he did, he had so much joy, but I could see the focus in his eyes when he was looking for me. Nothing else mattered. He put everything else aside except his little shark in his hand. And he looked for me with his whole heart and he found me and he had joy. We would have this if we looked for the father the same exact way, but we're distracted with all the world's crap around us. Sorry, stuff around us. And we don't focus on him. We don't search him with our whole heart. If we did, we'd have true, true joy. Psalms 119 says. Verse three, look at this. They do not compromise with evil. They walk only in his path. Who can say this? Who can say that they're truly happy if happiness comes from integrity, the Bible says, and integrity is not compromising with evil, but walking only in his paths. When we took down the TVs, Amos was shocked. He was like, no, don't do this to me. And then like Lokalani said earlier, he knew this is where true happiness is going to be found because happiness is not spending hours watching TV. I mean, what do we look at more than the TV and our phones? What do we look at more? We are constantly staring at black boxes, black squares, black screens, black mirrors. That's where we spend most of our time. We spend way more time looking at the black mirror than we do looking at the Bible, looking into someone else's eyes, having a conversation, looking at nature. We spend way more time doing that. Why? That's not where true happiness is going to be found. But we do that. Who can say they don't compromise with evil? We make, I make compromises with evil all the time. Every time I choose to, uh, you know, sit on my phone instead of interact with my kids. Every time I choose to think poorly or think uh, wrongly against someone else. When I criticize or judge people in my mind, I'm compromising with evil. When I'm choosing to worry, that's compromising with evil. You can't have integrity and worry at the same time. Worry is one of the most non-integrous things you can do because the Bible calls worry a sin, but also what it's saying is I want to choose to turn all my blessings into burdens by worrying. That's not integrity. We can't live that way. Who can say that they, they, they do not compromise with evil? We all do this. It says the joyful people, they Walk only in his paths. Who can say they do that? You walk only in his paths? Alex walks only in his paths? Of course I don't. But I want to, because look at verse four. It says, you charged us. He's talking about God. You charged us to keep your commandments carefully. What animal charges? Bulls. They have these horns, and they, they dig their heels, they dig their heels, and they charge at you. Mm -hmm. That's what God does to us. Mm -hmm. He's charging at us with his commandments saying, I'm serious, obey me, listen, why? I want you to have connection, joy, deep happiness with me. I want that for you, so I'm charging at you. You can see him all through the Old Testament, charging at the people of God. Obey me and I will bless you. Follow this pillar of cloud by day, this pillar of fire by night. Follow me through this Red Sea that I'm splitting in half. Jonah, follow me to Nineveh. Tell your people about me. No, I don't want to. He's charging at him with what? A fish. He's so serious about Jonah obeying his commands. He has to swallow him up with a fish. 
He's so serious with these non-Christian pagan people following God's commands that he sends Elijah to light this um, wet, huge, giant altar on fire. Elijah prays, calls down fire, it lights it on fire, dries up all the water. He's so serious. He's constantly charging at us with his commandments. Why? He wants us to be like this, but it's not happening, is it? I mean, and we want it. We want it too. He wants it. We want it. But but Paul says this, the things I don't want to do, I do. And the things I do want to do, I don't do. Verse five and six. Oh, that my actions would constantly reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. Paul says this. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Paul has given his life to the gospel. And he says, now I'm not ashamed. Now I have no reason to live ashamed because I am following the gospel. But when you live in sin, you will constantly be ashamed because you'll be comparing your life against God's command. Mm. This is why we don't like to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. This is why we ignore the Bible. This is why sometimes we're like, I don't want to really pick that up and read that right now. Why? Because when you read the Bible, you're forced to compare your life with the commands of God. And there's shame in that. Mm. But there's that's good shame. It's shame that leads you to repentance. Mm-hmm. And it turns into bad shame if you don't have the cross in mind. The cross says you don't have to be ashamed. The cross says there is no condemnation because listen, that shame can turn into repentance as you look at what Christ did to save you and to forgive you and to make you clean. It, I love how the psalmist says, oh, I want this to be my life. I want to obey your word. That's mm-hmm. what this whole Psalms 119 is all about. It's all about celebrating the power and the purpose and the praise behind the word of God and what it can do when you obey it and look deeply into it and you search God. That's what this whole series is going to be about. 22 episodes about looking how the word of God can change your life when you see how beautiful and powerful it really is. I want this. I went to the market the other day. I had a bad mood. I didn't want to talk to anyone and someone I knew was making the coffee. And so I look at her and I was like, oh, hi, how you doing? I didn't really mean it. I was like, how you doing? But it's something that people say all the time. Oh, how you doing? Oh, how you doing? How you doing today? We don't really mean that. And I didn't really mean, it. I was like, okay, I just want to say, Hey, and move on. And she says, Oh, I'm doing good. And I could tell when she said that, I was like, oh, she's not doing good. So I was like, okay, well, you know, what's new? Did you guys open up the other shop this week? And she's like, Oh no, my, my husband's not doing good. He has a back problem, you know? And I was like, oh, I'll pray for him. And then she looked at me and she goes, you know, I was going to ask you to do that because I know you're a Christian. And it broke me down. In that moment, I was realizing I really wasn't living my life comparing them to the word of God. I was just trying to get my stuff and get out. I didn't want to be kind. I don't want to be Christian-like. I just wanted to do my own thing. And she stopped me in my tracks and she reminded me who I am. I'm a son of the living God. I'm a Christian. And it it just brought me to tears and I repented and I was like, okay, let's hold, let's, let's pray right now. And I grabbed her hand and we prayed. This is the type of life I want to live all the time. Again, I went from not having joy, not having happiness, to having so much happiness and remembering, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. This is what my life looks like. Verse seven, it says, as I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. This word um, uh, learn and thank, what it ties together is the word praise. And praise in Hebrew, it also means confess. As we confess that we aren't living up to your regulations, living up to your word, I will thank you by living as I should. 
this week our son was running and he hit his head on the tailgate of a truck and he put a huge like dent in his head, giant gouge. And it was bleeding all down his face. I see him through the screen door. I jump over the little kitty table. I bust out the door, jump down the front porch and I grabbed a towel as I was doing all this somehow. Local Lonnie yeah. was watching like, this guy's like crazy. He's on, he's on like some type of steroids right now. What's happening? And I just like grabbed it up and I put it on his head, but I was just fired up. Cause I was like, Oh no, his face is bleeding. And we have to take him to the the clinic. He has to get it um, stitched up with this like special glue. Glued, yeah. And he was just screaming bloody murder because of this huge thing that happened to his face. And I always tell him, Lion, when you're running, you can't look at your feet. He gets so excited to see his feet move so fast. He's just like so in awe of his feet. But he runs into a lot of stuff by doing that. And I tell mm -hmm. him, you got to look up, look up, look up. And as he's looking at me in desperation, you know, at the hospital, at the clinic and you know, laying with bleeding and all this stuff. He's looking at me with these eyes. Like, I want to live like, according to what you tell me, dad, he has that look in his eyes. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this situation. I want to live like you tell me. And the way that we, the, the way that I would just feel so joyful, you know, when in those situations is, is remembering and knowing that he's trying to live as I tell him to, to live mm -hmm. instead of being so hard on him. Look at Lion and realize he's trying his best, but he's a kid. And you know, God looks at you with that same type of patience. Mm. He looks at you with that same type of grace. Yes, you keep messing up. Yes, you did it again. Yes, you really blew it. But listen, I know you're trying to live as you should. I know that you're trying to thank me for all I've done for you by living as you should. So keep doing that. And the way that we are going to finally truly live as we should, truly have the happiness, truly have the joy, is verse 8. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. Mm. None of us can say that they obey the decrees of God all the time. But mm. when we repent and we say, God, I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. I'm looking up at you in desperation. I know I blew it. I know I'm like lion bleeding all over. I know I need must I know yeah, I need to be stitched up. I know I need to be glued up. Will you please not give up on me? And you know what mm -hmm. the promise is? He won't. He won't give up on you. He won't forsake you. Why? He forsook his son. Mm -hmm. So he would never give up on you. So Jesus is the only one that can say that he does not compromise with evil ever. Jesus is the only one that can say that he only walks in God's paths. He's the only one that can say he will obey the decrees all the time, 100%. He's the only human that could ever claim that. And what? He was forsaken. He he was forsaken by his God, by his father, by God. Even though he never ever broke it. Never broke the law. He was. Why? So you would never be forsaken. And if we want this true happiness, this true integrity, this true change of mindset, perspective, and in, 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 in a life of love, if we want that, we have to look at him, the most integrous person to ever live. Even this, he's so integrous. He says this, if there's any other way Take this cup of suffering of the cross, of the crucifixion, of the wrath of God being poured out on him. If there's any other way, let it be so. But not my will, your will be done. Mm. 
He's so integrous in that moment. He's being honest with God saying this, I'm terrified of this. This is going to be horrible. But at the same time, he's so integrous. He says, I'm going to do it. That's integrity. Looking mm -hmm. at him will give you the power. And it's not this. We know, we know that he really is integrous. Why? He rose again from the grave. Amen. If he slipped up even a tad, if he sinned just a tad, you know what happened? God wouldn't have risen him from the dead. He wouldn't have been a perfect, perfect sacrifice. Mm -hmm. He would have been an imperfect sacrifice and would have been dead just like all the animals in the Old Testament, all the lambs, all the bulls that died to cover the people's sins for a short little time in a little way because it was only pointing to Christ. He would have stayed dead if he wasn't perfect, if he wasn't integrous, but he was. And because God rose him from the grave, that's proof that we will be risen when we trust in him. You'll be risen out of this life of unhappiness, of depression, of anger, of frustration, constantly living in this slump. You'll be risen out of that to new life in Christ when you truly see that the Son of God was risen and forsaken on your behalf. Mm. That's where the strength comes from. So it means this. It means this. It means remembering to obey the decrees. So going back mm. to my example at the market, when she said, I knew you were a Christian, I was going to ask you because I knew you were a Christian. You know what that did? It reminded me of the, God's regulations. It reminded me, you know, his regulations are his promises. His decrees are his promises. His commandments are his promises. All the commandments in the Old Testament, they all had a promise attached to them. Deep connection and eternal life with God. If you obey the commandments, that was the promise. So each commandment has an, the promise. And a promise is this, that God gives you. You are, will be, you will be his priest on earth. You'll be his priest. You'll be the ones that can talk to him on behalf of other people who don't know him truly. Mm. You'll be the ones that live set apart like the priest always did in the Bible. You'll be the ones whose lives look different because you're a priest or a priestess. So when she said that to me, I remembered God's regulations. I remembered what God called me. And it empowered me because there's, like we said last week, there's power in the promises it empowered me to live as I should, to have joy in that moment. So much joy, I was welling up with tears. Remembering the word. Jesus is the word of God. I'm so excited to tie all this in because these next 22 episodes are going to be so, so encouraging because yes. we're going to see just the depth of Christ mm -hmm. because he is the word of God. Mm -hmm. And this whole chapter is about that. I love it. Do you want to pray? Yeah, Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for what your word means to us, what your word has done for us and to us and is still doing to us right now. And we pray, God, that we would experience true happiness, true joy, true, tr true, um, just, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, blessedness. Mm. When we have integrity only made possible by mm. looking and trusting in Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. This is the part of the episode called After the Amen, where we ask you a question to help you apply this message to your life. And so our question today is, when are you most happy? And I'll answer first. This was just such a great episode, as every episode is. And I feel like it's always right on time, even for me, who sits there and talks this over with you. <laughs> and we're like praying and reading um, the scripture throughout the week. But um 
I just, yeah, I feel like I'm most happy when I'm constantly preaching the gospel to myself. I think that's just like what I really got out of this was like how important it is to remind ourselves of the gospel and to preach it to ourselves daily um, so that we can obey him, you know? And it's not, when we preach the gospel, it's not so that we can like just feel better about our sin or abuse, you know, his grace, like Paul says, and use it as a way to keep sinning. But um, preaching the gospel allows us to obey his words and obey his commands because when we preach the gospel to ourselves, when we really grasp it, we realize that obeying his commands brings true life. It brings true happiness. And that's where we'll find our source of joy, you know, and that's when we'll get the power to not worry or not fall into temptations of other sins. And so So that was just so encouraging because I've been struggling with a lot of worry um, this week specifically. Um, But knowing that the Lord is faithful and repentance is beautiful and a good thing. And it's okay to sit in that kind of like what you were talking about, the shame leading to repentance. It's okay to sit in that um, conviction, you know, and um, but also to sit in his um, forgiveness yeah. and his grace, you know. And so, yeah, so encouraging. Thank you. And I am so excited for the next 21 episodes that we have coming up. <laughs> this is just going to be such a great series. And so thank you so much for joining us. It's our prayer that this message will help you discover that integrity brings true happiness and joy in Christ. We'll see you next time. Go out and be the church. Amen.